Welcome to Leading Collaborative Response. The purpose of this content is to explore the impact of leadership on the implementation and sustainability of collaborative response, a system-wide framework that values collaborative, action-focused responses, data-informed discussions, and timely support to ensure all students can experience success. A carefully planned and implemented collaborative response will positively support both students and teachers. Learn more about the why behind the leadership activities that establish, refine, and deepen collaborative response as a foundational framework for success. We are here because we want to build capacity in leading collaborative response within the context that you work. Great leaders build great teams because that is what every child deserves. Welcome to the first ever episode of Leading Collaborative Response. We're looking forward to getting this podcast off the ground, and I'm joined today by Curtis Hewson, lead learner and co-founder of Jigsaw Learning. Hey there, Jen. Hello. So Curtis, tell us a little bit about how you hope this podcast will assist in leading collaborative response and building our growing community. Yeah, thanks so much. I think that what's important in this podcast is we come at it from a leadership perspective of how do we as leaders, whether at the school level or, or the system level, go about setting the, the groundwork, planting the seeds, and then sustaining this work around collaborative response. Even though it's, it's simple in its design, the execution is highly complex. And so really excited to share some thoughts, ideas, perspectives, and learning in relation to what we do as leaders to truly ensure that we have a collective response for our students, but that we're doing it in a way that's building capacity as we go. We know that this is a learning process and that it's through the learning that we seek the next next step or the next evolution of the work. So really exciting to to join this. Um, Obviously, we can lead sessions talking about the nuts and bolts and, and the key elements of the work, but how we go through leading it is really, really important. So excited to be able to share some perspectives around that. And we're very excited to hear the perspectives that you have to share. Well, they've been gathered from from some personal experiences, but through a lot of observation and getting to walk alongside some tremendous leaders. I've been incredibly fortunate that way. So uh, lots to share from from collected insights and and observations of, of some really great leaders. From the experiences that you've had working with leaders, you recently released a top 10 considerations for establishing collaborative response in schools. What advice might you have for new leaders that are looking at introducing their school to collaborative response? Yeah, so that's often a question I get is when people see the big picture around collaborative response, there's an initial overwhelm, overwhelm feeling. Um, how do I go about putting these in? Where do I start? And so that was really the impetus of that article was to give several entry points. Uh, we know that this is not cookie cutter work. It's not a recipe, a formula. It's not something that you train your staff around. It's, it's about leading a mindset and a shift in some of our fundamental thoughts around education. So when we talk about establishing or introducing, I think it's really important for us as leaders to have an understanding of the big picture, but then think about what's the first, second, and third incremental steps that we wanna take. Um, We wanna ensure that we're introducing in a way that is 
acknowledging what do we already do within our school or within our system that aligns and use that as our entry point in. So thinking about how we take those small steps and understanding that as leaders, we want to go slow. We want to support so that it's a, it's a we process, not one that is being directed from a top down, although setting the clarity and the parameters from the leadership perspective is really, really important. And I think staff appreciate when you can come forward with that degree of clarity. I, I think it's, it's important to note that not everyone is going to see the big picture. You're going to have individuals that say, well, we already do this or are completely overwhelmed with the immensity when they see the big picture. So as leaders, don't feel like we need to paint the full picture before we start. People will come to the understanding as we progress through. So within that article, we share a number of small steps that people can take from reading an, an overview of collaborative response article and talking about what already makes sense or connects to what we do, or showing a video, maybe watching a collaborative team meeting and having discussion. It's through those discussions that people start to make their own connections and we'll see the entry points that we, we have. So when establishing or introducing, I think another important consideration is there's a lot of schools that have gone before you. So how can we utilize some of their experiences? And on our website, we do have partner success stories that you're integral in helping to collect, uh, Jen, that can help share some alternate perspectives and, and learning that staff who have, have gone a few steps ahead, how they feel through the process. So I, I think that's the key message is thinking about what are the strategic small steps that we're going to take to build understanding as, as we progress through. So you talk about those strategic small steps and we know that establishing really is just the first one overall. Yeah. How do you see leaders generating traction as they engage in the work, moving from that introduction to that place of sustainability in their school? Yeah, and I think this one is so key that how we shift from introducing collaborative response to beginning to live it is an important one. And I would argue not to dwell in the introductory phase. Introduce, give that piece, and then start. Just we, we talk about ready, fire, aim. It's important to fire and learn through that progression. So some of the things that I've seen that work really well in regards to developing that traction is starting off by finding those that are willing to champion the work, that understand or that see how this can have a positive impact, not just for their own practice, but for um, your organization as well. And then when we, when we understand or know who those champions are, and we all know in our schools that in, in different areas, there's people that have different areas of expertise and different passion uh, areas as well. So seeking out those people and then distributing that leadership, trying to help bring them in from, from a very starting place so that it's not one singular person's vision, but a collective. 
So I often work with schools where they will spend a good number of months developing that understanding and working through it a little bit as a distributed leadership team before we feel that we have to engage out to our staff. So um, being able to, through that process, pilot and bring each one of our staff into the mix in due time. I think another thing that's important for the traction is when we, from a leadership perspective, and again, I'm approaching it from once we have that team assembled, to really set some clear parameters, provide clarity and provide the structures. I, I once heard Jay McTie refer to this as setting the banks of the river so then the water can flow, not to micromanage, but setting out some really clear elements of the framework. And, and this is front-end work. Um, setting up, for instance, your collaborative team meeting with a clear set agenda. Here's where we'll go. Do we have some rules established that we can put in place to begin with? That takes some front-end work. Uh, and just like any teacher, when you put in the front-end design in your planning, you see the fruition when the, when the actuality comes and, and we get our students, and in this case, our staff, then engaging in that work. And then I think the other thing that builds that traction is finding the celebrations, being able to um, pause and just note the small little wins that we're seeing for, for students and staff and making them very, very explicit. Again, it's, it's all about those incremental steps that when you can look back on, they start to look like giant leaps forward uh, for us. So I, I think that traction is just done in a very thoughtful way but it's through building out that that leadership team that can champion the work so we talked about champions but you did mention earlier those that might see this as things we're already doing or one more thing yeah how do you see leaders responding to staff who who are feeling overwhelmed and see collaborative response as something else on the plate. I, I think it's important to not see that as acts of defiance, to not see it as um, lacking buy-in, whatnot. I think us being able to acknowledge that being overwhelmed in the work that we do is justifiable. And I can certainly empathize with that. I think one of the things that's important is not trying to convince through words but rather through actions. So Michael Fullen talks about this, the idea of behaviors before beliefs. And I think what we want to be able to do is, is get people engaging in the process. And through that, you'll start to see shifts in thinking. Um, you'll start to see staff that may have been reticent to add one more thing to the plate off the start, who start to see through the doing that this is having impact not just on their students, but I'm starting to be able to utilize the thoughts and ideas of others, the expertise, and all of a sudden engaging in the work from a we perspective becomes a lot more manageable than trying to do it from a solitary perspective. So I think it's important to acknowledge at the start, this will be one more thing on the plate. And, and that's true. But in time, it becomes the plate. It becomes a way for us to think and to understand that when you begin 
engaging and then investing into the work, you'll see the change in thinking that starts to, to occur. But realize that when we start, we're not looking for 100% um, let's go uh, response from our, our team. Um, recognize that with any initiative that we go in a school, there's going to be those that jump on the bus right away. There's going to be some that need a little bit of time. And there's going to be others that really want to ensure that what they're investing their time in is worth it. So again, I come back to um, starting with those that jump on right from the start and using that to, to build momentum so that we're not trying to engage in buy-in from the start but rather we're trying to create that culture of um, people coming into it at a point that's, that's appropriate or, or manageable uh, for them. I've always said as, as a leader, I can, I can ensure that you're going to be part of these team meetings, whether we put that as a signable time from a logistical side um, or just as a clear expectation, but to understand that it's through the process that you gather that understanding that that the work the things we do in the collaborative team meeting are actually supporting us as staff together and it it makes this this uh awesome awesome work that we do for kids that much more impactful well curtis i know that our listeners are going to be looking forward to more insights that you have around leading collaborative response and not just you because there's a team that's being a part of this do you want to tell us a little bit more about the team yeah so i think we understand that every leader comes at the work from a different perspective so i think that is the importance of team is when you bring those different perspectives and ways of going about approaching the work it makes it stronger because there is no one way to go about engaging in collaborative response. Again, it's a mindset. It's a way of breaking down some traditional understandings of our educational system and moving it away from isolated uh, practice that happens in classroom to classroom to classroom to building a, an understanding that they're our students and that every one of our, our children deserve a team approach. Um, it's the only way that we're gonna see the ultimate goal of all of our, our learners having success. So I think by engaging in our team and sharing their perspectives, we gain, we gain further diversity and, and perspectives of what this can look like in, through, through different sets of eyes. Well, Curtis, thank you for your time today. I know that you are busy working with schools as we continue to build the growing community that is investing in and implementing collaborative response in their schools because they're on the wagon of every child deserves the team. Well, and I think it's recognizing that if this was easy work, it, everyone would have engaged in it a long time ago. It's hard. It's, it's messy. Um, when we go about building highly effective collaborative structures within our school, but the product that we receive at the end is worth worth that effort. And for us as leaders to recognize that we, there's, there's things that we do that we need to do in order to lead it forward for our, for our team. Going back to something you just said, Curtis, before I let you go, you just mentioned the, you know, the messy work and the 
it's not an overnight process. No, not at all. It, this is a journey. It's, it's the three, four, five years before we start seeing um, real student achievement metrics um, being able to surface, but we can see some lead measures as we go through. Um, we can see um, staff practices starting to adjust and, and uh, strengthen. We can see uh, bonds that happen between our staff team beginning to form. We can see um, people feeling like we're identifying and discussing students that have never come to the forefront um, before. But again, not to feel like this is, if it's not fully up and running within six months, that it's a failure on us as leaders. Not at all. It's it's a journey as we build a culture of response within our building. Well, Curtis, thank you again for that. And we look forward Thanks. to hearing more on our future episodes. All right. Thanks so much, Jen. Looking forward to it.